Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Okay, welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Spiel. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and I think it's Autism Awareness Month, so... Uh, Greetings. We welcome to our review of Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, it's really fitting that, that we have that during a regular size month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a movie that we all enjoyed. Uh, a movie I hope we all saw at the movie theaters because, boy, was it worth it to see it on the big screen. Dude, I literally don't even care if I got COVID. It was so worth it. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Piece of shit. Yeah. I've I mean, been let us ready be to die. Now that I've hit this threshold in my life, uh, every week is now up in the air from here on out. We'll see how it goes. Alright, Parker, do we have any regular sized news? Hey, uh, you got to go see the movies on a big screen, right? Yes. What was it like looking on that big, massive screen and seeing that cool new Suicide Squad trailer? Oh my <sighs> fucking god, dude. <laughs> I sunk down in my chair to I was practically, like, horizontal, alright? It was just the most dire part about that is, Chris? What? Since it's Warner Brothers, then I'll just be right on HBO Max for you day of release. Yeah, you know. <sighs> Don't worry, it comes out in like August. You know what's happening around August? <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting out of this one, dickhead. Oh, he's, he's gonna try. Yeah, well. Oh. He's gonna be like, oh, you guys don't watch your assignments, but motherfucker, we will get to that. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I watched one entire assignment this week, Chris. Aren't I a good little boy? No, I saw that trailer That's and it looked what I wrote just down word dreadful. for word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what was the worst part of it? I think they're. It may have been like trying to make Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn character not funny anymore. Like she was not funny before, but now she's like a oh, serious she's a girl boss badass. Out yeah, she. Yeah, girl you boss see out Birds of Prey? I did not. So oh, Parker, you didn't. Parker Jeez. said he liked it. So. Uh, maybe That's it's all right. You good. just walked into a doozy of a trap there. That was Did very I? clumsy of you. I will live with it. Uh, From the, the other... horribly beautiful mind of James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The... God, that trailer had some really. Can bad we like recancel him? Like I'm. Maybe. I don't even remember what he did, but like just... I'd like to take back all my kind words I've said. Yeah, Parker <laughs> Parker uh, did say that he's interested in the street shark in that movie that's voiced by Sylvester Stallone. So uh, looks like I'll have a buddy watching this with me. Look, when you know you're going to watch something, regardless, you got to look for something to cling on to. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what are the other the other trailers I saw weren't very good either. Um, I have to admit, I'm not all that interested in Mortal Kombat. Um, that makes one of us, buddy. Yeah, that's a yeah. shame. Yeah, Turns I know. We're, I knew that we were going to do an episode on it when it came out, and I was like, "Oh man!" Because I saw the Red Band trailer, and it was like pretty fucked up. And Alex was always like, "Yeah, per apparently they made us as hard R as they possibly could." I'm like, 
Does someone call Jackson? Papa John's in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there, was, there were a few other trailers that I don't immediately recall what they were, but I just remember I, hating them. I still can't believe that John Cena is Vin Diesel's brother, dude. I laugh every time. God, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for It's going to be bad, but also, I'm going to be there, and I'll let you know about it. So. We deserve this. Yeah. Uh, Parker, any other news? Uh, this doesn't really exactly relate to movies, but I was definitely driving around listening to Sirius XM, in which they complimented recent Grammy winner Ice-T for his metal band Body Count winning Best Metal Song of the Year. <laughs> what? And let me tell you something. I thought Body Count made one album like 20 years ago, and to learn that not only is Ice-T still making metal music, but he just won a Grammy really turns my day around. How the... Just making up stuff you heard in your dream. And they played the song, you better believe, it's just a shitty metal song about bum-rushing police. It's <laughs> so good, you guys. Does Mark Colombo play bass? Oh, uh, there had some uh, artistic disagreements. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I fucking bet, dude. Alright, well, if there's no other news, then uh, we can get into our Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. That pauses um. for you guys to go first. <laughs> My Jerk of the Week is Kevin Durant for making Michael Rappaport cry on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the program. Michael, you're always welcome here. You, we will pet we your We hear dogs. it realty in no sex appeal. Say fuck, KD. <laughs> Well, uh, my jerk of the week was originally the way everything looks in Space Jam 2, but my good friend Chris has not seen the trailer, and will not see the trailer, but has already been roped into seeing it, so yeah, we're just gonna let that lie for a while. We'll let it all be a surprise the day he sees it. This is so bizarre, because uh, the other Alex said, oh, Chris, please tell me you're gonna watch this for the podcast. And my first thought is, well, we already said we're not going to do an episode on it, because as you, Alex, put it so well, there's really not much there. The original Space Jam isn't any good, and the remake's probably not going to be any better. Uh, but then I realized that I think she really just wants me to see it as, like, an assignment, and then I could talk about it and recently watched. And then I don't even think she wants to see it. I think she also thinks that the trailer looks like butt, and she wants to just see me suffer. She'll just see me groan the entire time and sink deeper and deeper onto my bed. Thank you to uh, Hero of the Week, that Alex, for not making me waste an assignment on using Space Jam 2. (laughs) Absolutely love to see it. Does she not know about the new development in your life as a knife guy? Like... And she we does not. We can't no, push you. She better be careful, edge. dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah. I'm about to <laughs> break. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my jerk of the week is uh, Joshua Brody. Uh, I, you know, I was. Uh... <laughs> we should just give him his own segment where we make fun of the shit he says. <laughs> he, no, this is something he did. The damn bastard. He. Uh, I uh, was doing something and I was I just got bored and I'm like you know what I'm gonna message my sister and Josh and we can play Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and we can communicate on Discord and I can do all sorts of wacky voices and they will laugh at this 
And uh, so they sign on, and Josh, first of all, takes forever to set up his fucking Switch. He always has some excuse. Anyway, he gets on there, and he has all the secret characters and stuff that you have to pay for, which he probably got at a discount, Papa John's or something. And the real thing, the real thing that gets me here is every single match that he played with us, all the items were on very high, and he's the one who made the arena. So, he's the one who set the rules for all items on very high. He is a tournament faker. There is a different Josh Brody who's going to all these Super Smash Bros. tournaments and winning them without items. What a you disgusting know. monster. You know, to the Joker, <laughs> that is no items. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just in a uh, fucking stage surrounded by items, and the Joker's like, What items? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wearing that stupid Mario suit? <laughs> do, you th- do you think he considers that used condom an item? <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck, you threw I up forgot I, want- I forgot I wanted to mention the Knives Out sequels just because of Alex's incredible Ryan Johnson comparison. <laughs> what did you refer to him as? Please say it. <laughs> the Glenn Greenwald of directors. <laughs> it was such a good pull. I did not see it coming. <laughs> He's so fucking online. Like, just go make movies and shut up. Yeah, he's eternally Getting in Twitter arguments about Star Wars, dude. You're a millionaire. It's like, man, you know who made at least one bad movie? Literally every single director ever. Yeah. It's fine, dude. Move on. Looking at you, people that like to kill Bill, too. (laughs) Shout out to them. Anyway. uh... Please email whatever that account is if you disagree. Yeah, I haven't. Well, you know, somebody was thinking it. Someone. I just, you you get in front of it, man. You gotta be two steps ahead of the listeners. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Alright, let's get into what we watched recently. I I didn't have a lot of time to to watch stuff, but uh, just a little update in my life. I I got the COVID vaccine. And uh, first of all, backup jerk of the week is the person who uh, gave me the injection. She asked, Do you have any history of autism in your family? I kind of jokingly said, Yeah. And she said, Well, you don't need to double up, you know? Come on. There are other people who are waiting for theirs. So I insisted and I got it anyway. And it's. Dude, I'm getting mine tomorrow and I'm so excited to talk about trains. Well, I, am, I I was going to say, man, you got to be ready. As soon as that shot goes into your arm, it's the, the first thing you see is Toon World from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, when I, when I got it, you know, as soon as I got home, I thought to myself, you know what? Uh, I really want to watch Rick and Morty. So, uh, <laughs> can't believe Pepe Le Pew got canceled for literally no reason. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was a pull. Yeah. <laughs> one for them, Man. one for us. Man. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, give and take. Uh, and, uh, you know, I didn't do the most autistic thing I could think of, which would have been to watch Beer Fest. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the... what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I actually, yeah, if you want to talk about that sort of thing, I, I on Easter, I guess it counts as the only thing I actually watched all the way, because Parker, I told you I watched about the first half hour of The Dagger of Kamui. Uh, Dude, I got so excited when you're like, oh yeah, sorry you have to work, I'm watching a ninja anime, and I was like, man. Dude, it was, the first, it, it was like, the, the anime's like, over two hours, I'm like, how many, like, what's gonna happen in this? Dude, in the first half hour, so much stuff happens. So, uh, this guy... He he uh, he walks in on his mother and sister. I guess they've just been killed, 
and he picks up the knife and the villagers find him with a knife in his hands they're like oh he must have done it so they chase him out of the village and then some ninjas come by and say like oh it was this guy who killed your family take up your sword and avenge their deaths so he kills that guy and then he has to go on this quest to find out his true nature or whatever turns out the 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 ninjas who told him that that was that guy they were lying to him. That guy was actually his father. And the ninjas killed his mother. And they did that to, I guess, drive hate into his heart. So he avenges them. This is the first half hour of this movie. There's more stuff to come. <laughs> Hell yes, dude. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to finish that. And the other one I watched is the, is the over six hour version of Jesus of Nazareth, which I watched on Easter. Oh, and, so that's why you didn't have time this week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then I could not watch that all in one sitting, dude. I tried hard. It's really good, though. I uh, yeah, I guess who killed it. Jesus though? So the movie's kind of. <laughs> <a little different. laughs> all right, I'm not gonna do any better than that, Alex. What'd you watch? <laughs> I'm glad we can put that joke to rest. You know, Shit, this person's gonna good. make that joke again in ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, a certain somebody on this podcast, who will not be named <coughs> Parker, was giving me lots of shit for not doing my assignments, so mm -hmm. uh, I decided to sit down tonight and watch The Jazz Singer. If I'm not mistaken, Chris, you assigned me at some point both versions of The Jazz Singer. Yeah, at some point it turned into both of them. Now, I can't say anything to the Neil Diamond version because that is two hours long. I did not have that kind of time. But I That's did fair. watch the 1927 version starring yes. Al Jolson. <laughs> now, uh, before I get started, I do need my backup jerk of the week is going to be revealed here. <laughs> my backup jerk of the week is American Express, who did not bat an eyelash when I spent $400 on a pair of glasses earlier, but gave me a fraud alert when I rented this movie for $2. <laughs> 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 I laughed so hard. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, you okay over there? You sure you meant to rent the jazz singer from 1927? It looks like Chris stole your credit card again and decided to rent some blackface movies. <laughs> oh, this does sound like something that someone would do to, like, an elected official, you know? It'd be like, oh, look at that, he watched all these blackface movies. <laughs> Man, so here's the thing. If you watch this movie and your takeaway is, oh wow, this is so offensive, I can't believe he did blackface in this movie, you're a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. Like, literally the entire, like, I know we don't like to talk about the Letterboxd reviewers on this podcast because right, they are all yeah. just painfully stupid, but like, yeah. you scroll, it's like, half star, hoo hoo, blackface, so uncomfortable. It's like, if you watch it, like... I'm not even saying, like, historical context or anything like that, because obviously this movie came out in fucking 1927. Like, read a fucking book. If, yeah. if, if you're going to be the guy watching this movie in, like, 2021, you're like, oh, I can't believe that people were racist 80 years ago. Like, read a fucking history book, man. It's not difficult. But yeah. even beyond that, like, this entire story is about, like, this guy whose career is in conflict with, you know, his upbringing. And, like, he's this, like, his... His father kicked him out because he didn't want to be a rabbi or some shit. I don't know. I don't know what the official yeah, that's Jewish correct. titles for things are. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like, all of, like, the emotional, like, you know, I don't know how to, like, identify with my culture compared to, like, the show business scene. Like, those scenes, he's in blackface for almost all of them. And it's intentional. Like, mm -hmm. if you watch this fucking movie, like, it just fucking... 
turn off your Twitter account for two hours and watch this fucking movie. It's trying to draw a parallel between those two things in a time when no one was doing that. And if you watch this and you think it's supposed to be offensive, like, or, I mean, not even supposed to be offensive, but if you think that that, like, comparing the struggle of, like, a quote-unquote more accepted group like the Jews to the struggle of black people in that way is offensive, you're a fucking moron. Like, I just, I literally, I cannot believe that people would watch this movie and go, oh, wow, all the emotional weight of these scenes is gone because he's in blackface. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, a part of the reason that I assigned this to you is I was thinking you're going to take, like, a left-hand turn, and instead of making fun of the blackface, you're going to make fun of the fact that he's Jewish and just do some for Josh. <laughs> you know, I thought about it, but, like, I, I went in as blind as possible on this one. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a I mean, surprised other, other than... I mean, other than knowing that, uh, um, like, it was one of the first, like, talkie movies, like, mm-hmm. I would say I didn't know anything about this. Like, like I was sitting there through the first, like, 30 minutes, and, like, my pithy review was gonna be like, <laughs> I didn't know Al Jolson was white, which was <laughs> low-key kind of true, because, like, I- I'm aware that he's the blackface guy, but I wasn't aware of him as the blackface guy, so you know oh you should see but... my itunes playlist <laughs> uh no i if i could uh my defense of the movie really stands from one line in there which uh when i started watching movie like i started getting really serious about watching movies i decided to do it in chronological order so i would i wanted to like see how film developed over time uh no pun intended and so i was watching like a whole bunch of uh silent movies uh which um Birth of a Nation was the first one, and uh, then Intolerance. Gotta start somewhere. And, uh, That's yeah. how you end up with a box of knives. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, a whole bunch of other silent movies. Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton. I ended up really liking them. And then the first time, the first time you put on 1927, the jazz singer, he says, "Wait a minute, you haven't heard anything yet. You actually hear his voice come out of that character." you realize there's no going back, and that Charlie Chaplin is the boob of the week for saying that talkies were just a fad. I wonder, like, I don't know really that much about how, you know, newspapers and the press worked in the 20s, but, like, I wonder if it was, like, a surprise to people that this was, like, like, like the moment of, you know, hey, we're gonna talk in this movie was, like, something that an audience would have responded to in that way, which to me seemed really cool, because... Like, I knew there was talking in this movie, but I kind of just assumed it was, like, the singing stuff, because I have, like, zero context for old film, because I'm not that kind of movie fan. I don't really care that much about the history. So, like, when there was actually talking with, like, the lips synced up, I was like, oh, holy shit, that's dope. Like, good for them. I didn't think they could do this yet. And, like... Yeah, it was a lot of effort back then. I wonder how people back then received it. Like, that, to me, is fascinating. Well, uh... One of my favorite things about uh, movies is always those stories about, like, audiences, you know, having really visceral reactions to stuff that's on screen. Uh, Usually in horror movies, you know, people, like, throwing up or, like, leaving the film or something like that. But the one that Parker always brings up that I love so much is, like, 1903, The Great Train Robbery, where (laughs) that guy, like, points a gun at the camera and people in the audience ducked. Uh, that's one of my favorites because we always bring that up in a whole lot of context and stuff to make jokes but uh, 
I I think there were a lot of visceral reactions to people actually hearing people speak in uh, the jazz singer. I I don't know if there was anyone who went like behind the screen to see if there were actually people talking. Ah, you're cheating. Uh, but uh, I assume that it was something like that because again, it was a revelation. I I think people went like absolutely like nuts for it the first time they heard him speak. Also, yeah, that makes sense. Do you think they all that, uh, thought the train was real because they all got vaccinated at the same time? <laughs> Uh, well, after Alex, that, I have nothing watch? to add. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to what y'all came for. So, American Ninja Four. <gasps> yes. yes. All right. So, in this movie, the American Ninjas are united, and by united, I should say that one of them gets captured, and then the original American Ninja has to come to save the day because he refused to do the movie if he couldn't have the starring role where he saves the day. An interjection, how many American ninjas are there? Are there one per state, and that's why they're united? <laughs> While I love the idea of Sushan Stevens doing an album on all 50 American Ninja movies, <laughs> no, unfortunately there are only five. Damn, I was thinking about Delaware Ninja. <laughs> I... I love so much that, like, the only things that these movies have in common with one another are the fact that there are ninjas, and also a helicopter blows up during the climax. Yes. <laughs> Which is just everything I want. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this wasn't made by Canon Films. It was merely distributed by them. But also, who can tell the fucking difference? There's still ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. I have now watched, I don't know, probably close to eight hours of American Ninja Films. And, like, every time they show, like, the ninja training grounds, which we get a great ninja training montage in this movie, where a bunch of them just get fucking owned doing the obstacle course and die. (laughs) And, like, you see there's, like, all these different groups of, like, different colored ninjas. And, like, I just keep thinking of, like, if the American Ninja movies were the John Wick movies, it's, like, I would know the hierarchy. Like, I would know, like, are the red yellow... The red ninjas, the yellow ninjas stronger? Like, who is the king of the ninja food chain? Where did this eye patch ninja come from? Why is he in charge? Why is his uniform black and red? I have so many lore questions, you guys. I want more ninja lore in these movies. And I never thought I'd be saying that about canon films. But, goddamn, give me the lore. I have to know everything that's going on. Bad news. I know. know. Like, of the first four, I think this is clearly the worst one, because it somehow makes the least sense. And this, of course, coming from a franchise where there are multiple guerrilla organizations that are secretly controlled by ninjas, and also a ninja cloning facility. Gotta make sure that's a different spelling of guerrilla than our listeners. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, if this is the worst movie in your franchise, you have a pretty fucking good franchise. <laughs> it's real stupid. The fucking bad guy is some guy that got kicked out of like the British police because he just kept torturing people. And he goes through the entire movie with a fucking bullwhip, just hitting people whenever they <laughs> piss him off. Or because they're just nearby. Because like when the climactic battle's breaking out and all the ninjas are running in, he's just like whipping ninjas on the ass as they run past. I, I don't really understand why, but like it's a good gimmick. Like I'm here for it. <laughs> just It's a good I'm, visual. I'm so excited to complete the uh the American Ninja Quintilogy. Despite the fact that I have clearly predicted what's going to happen. <laughs> I got some homework to do. My goodness. I'm Are you not this far? <laughs> only see the first one? 
Yeah. So I think it's I think the order is like two, one, three, four so far. Two is incredible. Oh man. I love hearing that. Because yes. like it's just one, except stupider, and also you lose like the first fifteen minutes of plot development because you don't need it because it's the same two leads. It's it's real real good. You will have a good time with American Ninja Two. I should move that up the list. Yeah, yeah, probably. I have all these assignments, and yet there's five American Ninja movies. Now here's a movie that is going to go to the top of everyone's list. Have you guys heard of a movie called Future Kick? No, what? but I'm on no, board immediately. Yeah, that's okay. okay. So you can infer two things from the title of Future Kick. One is that it takes place in the future, and two is that it stars world kickboxing champion Don the Dragon Wilson. Yes! <laughs> of course it does. So this movie that came out in 1991 starts with a voiceover that basically explains that, you know, it's the future, the world has gone to hell, all the rich people have moved to the moon. In order to try to clean up the world, they created a race of police cyborgs that were there to to crack down on crime. However, the police cyborgs quickly realized that the real criminals were the rich people and turned on them. So now they're being hunted down. Our hero, Don the Dragon Wilson, who is one of these cyborgs... And I should say, not just one of these cyborgs, but the last of these cyborgs. <laughs> I don't know why he's headed to the moon in this movie, but he's, like, supposed to go there, and then, like, the, the police try to stop him, and he just does roundhouse kick after roundhouse kick, which has almost nothing to do with the plot. The plot, of course, of this movie is that one of the rich guy developers on the moon is, like, making a virtual reality program so all the rich people can remember what Earth was like. He demos this program for himself at one point. And allow me to line up what happens in his virtual reality Remember What Earth Was Like program. First scene, baby bears climbing a tree. Second scene, a dude having sex. (laughs) Third scene, the guy who created the program being knifed to death by a serial killer. Did someone say knife? (laughs) Shit, that bear. Because, oh, by the way, this movie also has a serial killer who's selling black market (laughs) organs to the government. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking. Surely, in this movie, they don't have a game they play where they strap themselves into chairs across from each other and a giant 1991 CGI electric ball appears between them and they have a mind battle to push into the other person's brain and the loser's head explodes, right? That Surely that's not in this movie. Parker, new, oh, new no. segment. We're doing this for assignments. <laughs> would you like to watch Moulin Rouge or would you like to play the brain ball? <laughs> this movie has an incredible prop decapitation. It's got... The bad guy cyborg who was played by Chris Penn for some reason. Oh, come on. <laughs> and most importantly, 74 minutes. Oh, okay. Let me just go ahead and... Uh... So Boy, I am not right going to... moving that up. I am not going to spoil the twist of this movie because it is it's stupider than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> but we'll be finding out soon because Future Kick is one million percent a future episode. It is maybe, maybe near so future. Who's to say? Yeah. Dude, Parker, I've probably seen like 
six or seven of these Don the Dragon Wilson movies at this point. And, like, every time I get done with it, it's like, that was really funny. That was for me and, like, two other people. And, like, I can't think of anybody else that would want to watch this. Everyone should watch Future Kick, dude. Future Kick is insane. I'm very excited. (laughs) When it's revealed that Chris Penn is also in this movie, I'm like, are you fucking serious? How do they keep casting him in these badass roles? He's, like, 400 pounds. I don't Trained understand. assassin Chris Pin. He got even bigger. He's actually smaller than he was in Reservoir Dogs in this movie because it came out oh. a mere year beforehand. <laughs> but he's eating good off that future kick money. <laughs> but like, I can't stress enough. Like, this is so good. And also, I don't know why Don the Dragon Wilson's character is even in the movie despite being top built. <laughs> Star is... power incredible it is like if somebody wanted to make like a really like a terminator knockoff and just go like full stupid on it and just like here's all of my smart guy ideas for a dumb guy movie it's future kick dude it fucking rules and uh that's all i've got this week so uh parker go ahead and hit us with yours well up until Sunday night, the only movies I'd seen were Godzilla vs. Kong and also Godzilla vs. Kong. But luckily, <laughs> I, I got to do some cramming. Oh, wow, you must have really hated it, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Let's go ahead and just fucking finally put the nail in this coffin. Because you boy watched Deathly Hollows Part 2. Why I'm was sorry. this two movies? Besides I'm so money. Sorry. Why was this two movies? Nope, you named all the reasons. I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, it's the finale. You keep saying you want to give it all the time in the world. This movie starts, it's just four people standing in a room talking about fucking Wandalore, and I want to kill myself. That's the (laughs) opening. It's just like, oh, we see this walking from a dragon's hair, and and you're like, we could have had one three-hour movie and been done with this. We don't need any of these Only a bright can wield it. Shut up. Sorry. I thought you loved the 10-episode series on Wandalore. <laughs> okay. If I didn't have more to say, I would just move on from there. That was really yeah. good. <laughs> you did text me, Parker, that you are like, you hated the movie, but you still wanted to see it in the theater. Look, you could tell me right now, like, hey, uh, this weekend, Alamo's playing Deathly Hells 1 and 2 back-to-back. And you and, like, 30 of other people are going to dress up in robes and yell at the screen. And I would be there without thinking twice. I miss theater so fucking bad, you guys. But, I like, I have anything. to admit, I'm still kind of thinking about the the idea that I had. It's, remember in Avengers Endgame where Captain America picks up <laughs> Thor's hammer and everyone starts cheering? Well, it's that for the Deathly Hallows, except everyone's cheering when Dobby dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Okay, so my biggest problem back when I rambled forever ago about this book was all these characters just die off screen. And then you get to the movie, you get to the climactic battle of the whole series, and then you just walk in a room, there's like four dead people that you remember. You're like, oh, cool. Couldn't We couldn't see them like turn into a werewolf and fight someone in the climactic battle of this decade-long franchise? No, Harry just enters a hallway and like, oh, there's Lupin dead. That sucks, huh? Bet you wish you saw that. It takes everything from the book, which 
I fucking hate the Deadly Hallows book. It sucks so bad. <laughs> Correct. It's to go from just we have to hunt for all these objects to like, all right, we're halfway to the book. Actually, you need th- these three objects. Just fuck off, garbage. <laughs> like, even if you wanted to like go back and redo it, there's one hurdle you can't get over, which is that wand battles look fucking stupid, yep. and there's nothing yeah, you can do true. to change yeah. that. There is yeah. no amount of special effect. You cannot throw enough money at it. To not make it look stupid. And I watch every piece of comic book garbage that comes out. And I just... I can't. I cannot get invested in it. It looks so dumb. You're still gonna I, watch Doctor Strange. Of course. He's basically a wizard. What else do I have? <laughs> I just... That's fair. It's so boring. It It's just wandering and collecting items till you get to the big battle. And the battle looks like absolute dog shit. It's just so, so tied to the source material, which is, might be my least favorite book. No, no, no. Five is still the worst. But it's oh, really low down really there. Bad. And you know, then it most does... people... Sorry, go ahead. No. I, oh, you I, go I ahead, have, take, I have to... takes on five. We can talk about book five. Oh, we can absolutely... Th- we can... Yeah. I'm just, like, feeling Harry Potter right now. We can go down this rabbit hole. Oh, let's I don't fucking know do it. My thing about it is most people who are week. big fans of the movies, which I can't believe that there are... There are several, actually. You know, those theaters were packed. Most people consider the Deathly Hallows movies, part one and part two, to be their favorite in the series. I mean, look, we all like dumb things. We were 13. It's fine. Yeah, those... I... <laughs> So I have very those little say we those seven people. Too, so. <laughs> so here's the thing about book five. Book five, when you're reading it, when you're our age and you grew up with the series, is like just too on the nose. It is just a book about fucking teenage angst that is being written for a bunch of at the time teenagers. Yeah, I don't know how long it's been since you've been since you've uh, since you've read book five. It's kind of way better in retrospect because it puts you back in a mindset that you literally haven't experienced since Panic at the Disco was cool. It's well, kind I, I of read really, it last year really good at that, I think. Did not enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> like well. every time I flip to another chapter, I'm like, oh my god, can you just do the fucking lesson? For the love of God, just let him let him teach you how to shut your dreams off. Please, yeah, was... please quit pissing and moaning. I don't care. It was, yeah, there was a whole lot of whining in that book. And oh, it's extremely I whiny. Teen- yeah, I could not get into it. Uh, and th- something interesting only happens at the very end of it. And he goes back to school the next year. Be like, I wouldn't want to do that. It'd be like, no, I'm going to stay home now. I hated you know, I it think- when I read it. And then when I read it again, like, way later, I'm like, that's probably the fourth best book. Like, my just problem with the whole second half is it goes from being, like, this mostly whimsical kids adventure to, like, this super serious dark fantasy and she's very not good at writing a super serious dark fantasy oh 100% because we just get so bogged down in lore that doesn't matter save it for the fucking wikipedia page I don't need (laughs) to get halfway in this book and be like so anyways I'm his brother Aberforth and here's some stuff you don't know about his dead sister I'm like we are a hundred pages from the end what are you talking about get to it what secret house where they all talk you get yeah. to literally the second part of the last story, and they go, by the way, there's a super magic wand that's stronger than the other wands. You're like, you're fucking six books too late, buddy. You can throw that in the yeah. trash. <laughs> do not need it. Because also, we never see that wand do anything. Because we get, the end of this movie is all about, 
Well, actually, you thought you were the master, but then you thought Snape was the master. But you see, Malfoy's the one that disarmed him, so actually it's Malfoy's wand, so you can't use it. Like, cool, this is pretty satisfying stuff. I love to get into well actuallys with wand ownership. Then, uh, I have to say, I'm I'm very happy. I forgot about all of this. It's so. yeah, it's not. It's very not a Harry bad. Potter expert. They now, don't dude. they don't stick the landing. That's for goddamn sure. Oh, you better believe it's just like the book where they have this giant battle, and you're like, wow, there's a lot of like ramifications for the world we built. Like, we've established throughout this book that literally the entire wizarding like governing body is just full of Nazis and stuff. But no, the battle ends. They walk out on the bridge, like, wow, that was crazy. He breaks the wand in half. Whatever. They all hold hands. Epilogue. It's like, (laughs) oh, cool. I get to see this again. The epilogue is like one of the most depressing things I've ever seen in a book. And I don't think it's supposed to be. Yeah. Just to to wipe out like any speculation you could ever have about your favorite characters and go, nah, they actually all gave up on their dreams and had shitty kids and now they're taking them to school. It's such a bummer. It's also the most fan fiction part of the whole thing. I almost refuse to, uh, like, believe that she wrote any of that. Because, like, they had, like, three kids and they had, like, six names that they had to give them after their favorite wizards. And, and oh, wizards. Severus Snape. The bravest man I ever knew. The 60-year-old man who fucking tortured me because he had a crush on my mom three decades ago. Albus Severus Potter. I can't. I think about it constantly. I can't believe that the following words are about to come out of my mouth. Because I do not think that J.K. Rowling is a good author in any sense of the word. But, like, I respect the attempt to grow your books with your audience. It's not like you're going to rope in a new generation of eight-year-olds with book six of Harry Potter. Like, you got to try something. Like, tying herself to that one book is one year became such a fucking hindrance. Yeah. And also, she can pull the George Lucas all she wants to be like, well, I need this ending from the start. Uh, no, you didn't. Yeah, nobody believes yeah, that. Literally no nobody believes, believes that. Yeah, but yeah. You if, you were the, if you read the first book, you could tell she had no idea. But also, George Lucas was smart enough to know, like, I'll just leave it open-ended, and then people will just, like, write other books, and you can just make money forever. Instead of just going like, ah, uh, these two got married, and these two got married. The end. Fuck yourselves. Man, but who's you know who's living a depressing life with too many kids right now? Everyone who grew up reading Harry Potter. So, you know, what's God. that say? Oh, yeah, You're not wrong. Like, imagine if Return of the Jedi ended with them doing their fucking Ewok celebration and it just cuts to 20 years later and Han and Leia are just taking their dipshit kids to space school. Like, Man, we have, uh, we'd probably have better movies now. Yeah, of our son, Luke Jabba Skywalker. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but, like, we're one more Fantastic Beast movie bombing to, like, I don't know, I guess we'll try the Cursed Child, we'll bring them all back. I don't like, know why our son Yoda R2-D2 <laughs> Solo talks like this. My son Dexter Jetster Solo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Parker, I think I was pretty fucked up of you, be like, oh, you know, I, I had to flout the COVID-19 rules to go fly to England to go watch this movie. <laughs> Look, Harry Potter is not even in the cultural consciousness at all, but that Fantastic Beast 2 is such a wretched piece of shit. It, if it ever becomes an episode, I think we you, can talk about you it for have three said hours. Multiple too. times I, that, that I'm Fantastic ready. Beast 2 is a possible episode. It is every single bad instinct in a prequel movie all thrown together by a woman who can't write books, much less movies. It is 
oh, I don't even want to give it away. There's a last second twist that made me Rich Evans laugh at my friend's house, and he looked concerned. It is horrendous. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban still, like, the best movie. And, like, after seeing them all, like, those Christopher Columbus ones are kind of, like, easily in the top half just because they got all of the casting right and they did a good job world building and making, like, interesting characters and relationships and not just being like, oh, fuck, man, we gotta cut out these 300 pages to make this movie work. And also I'm Gilroy glad you Lockhart. enjoyed the series. Uh, incorrect. <laughs> Glad I can finally sleep at night because I don't have that loose thread just hanging over me. So, the second time I watched Godzilla vs. Kong, I watched it at a friend's house. And uh, it ends, we're like, alright, let's watch something else. And we're scrolling through his recommendations. And it's just, it's the kind of stuff it would recommend me. Just all this garbage from the 2010s and we're scrolling through it's like Clash of the Titans Wrath of the Titans Catwoman and he scrolls past Battleship I'm like oh I never saw that he went okay and just hits play <laughs> and all I can see the only thing I saw I didn't see who was in it I didn't see the director all I saw was a runtime and the number two and it started playing <laughs> so the look on my face when I found out this was a Peter Berg movie was <laughs> yep overwhelming oh man oh shit the look on my face also when 10 minutes after finishing Godzilla vs. Kong we meet one of our main characters Alexander Skarsgård and we started (laughs) pointing at the TV and yelling (laughs) but he's not the main star the main star is Taylor Kitsch let that name wash over you haven't thought of it since 2013 I bet Uh, we almost turned it off when uh our friend Taylor Kitsch was breaking into a 7-Eleven while it played the theme music from the Pink Panther. <laughs> that almost <laughs> broke us. So, here's the thing about Battleship. It fucking sucks so much worse than any Transformers movie. It is... I'm shocked. Wretchedly boring. Uh, so, obviously, since I have FX, I've seen like 20-minute chunks of this movie. I guess I always just tapped out after that halfway point battle because I never realized that we see them on land ever. I thought the whole movie took place in boats, and it very much does not for some reason. Uh, you better believe one of the ships. You, believe that. you better believe one of those ships lands in China, buddy. We're not amateurs here. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's at one point they drop anchor to make the boat drift to avoid alien missiles, oh, which fuck is yes, dude. pretty good. And uh, there's one thing. Uh, two weeks from now, I won't remember anything about this movie, except for one thing that I will never forget for the rest of my life. That they they need a they need a new boat because there's got shit house. So they take some decommissioned museum boat and they're like, oh man, we don't have a crew. And all of these old navy vets just appear like they came out of the fucking Avengers portals. <laughs> And then it just plays a montage of them fucking gearing up for war, loading the missiles while Thunderstruck plays. Oh my god. Oh my god. Fucking funny, dude. It's like the entire song of these old ass white dudes who you know have have some thoughts about all of the Polynesian people that are on the boat with them. It is. It's. There's like this subplot with this guy who's probably also a real veteran with prosthetic legs, and you just have to watch this dude with fake legs fighting an alien in a destiny suit. It's <laughs> it's god awful, dude. 
See, man. My preconception about this is I saw the trailer, they said, Battleship, and I'm like, really? That Milton Bradley board game? And uh, I guess there's not really a whole lot to do right there, so they decide, ah, we'll make it with aliens, and that'll be good. I'm kind of wondering, what if they made, like, a Monopoly movie? Was it the Monopoly guy comes to life? Man, how is that not real? We're living it. Now all I'm thinking about is, like, uh, Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, and then he's like, (laughs) you must be the Monopoly guy. I guarantee if you went to, like, (laughs) when this came out, I bet there were, like, three more board game movies in development, and then this didn't make enough money. I would bet my life on it. There goes our Stratego game. (laughs) Oh, my memory of this trailer is not seeing the trailer, seeing, like, a poster for it being, like, well, that's a stupid Photoshop. And then a year later being like, oh, wait, that's real. Is yeah. that Rihanna? Is that, yeah, Rihanna's in Man, it. if they did make a Monopoly movie, though, Danny DeVito's too old to be the Monopoly man, so it would be Jack Black, right? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Just let it let it wash <laughs> over you. That was such yeah. a sobering, oh, my God, of like, did you yeah. just manifest this movie? Into yeah. <laughs> but, like, He's it, I'm guy, right, though. aren't I? Who else could it be? It's so one of those two. Anthony Fauci? Shut up. Give him, like, a mustache? Give those aliens some Fauci ouchies, dude. <laughs> Fauci ouchies. Alright, I changed my mind. I don't want it anymore. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> See, you're just gonna no-show. That Battleship is another one of these 2010 CGI-heavy movies that no one will ever get there on their own. But uh, when you're with a friend or two and you are already just deep in a haze, it goes by pretty well. Never under any circumstances watch this by yourself. It is... You will not finish it. It is wretched and god-awful. Dude, you say but never watch drinking. it by yourself, but at this point, I have a pretty good track record of watching Peter Berg movies by myself and having a surprisingly good time. I mean... Sure, man, go ahead. Let me know how it goes. Is Mark <laughs> Wahlberg in it? No. If he That's was, then this would have been an episode. You're right, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. You guys would have assigned this. I mean, oh, we God, watched Stealth. The whole B plots Taylor Kidge is like this shitty, disgraced Navy dude who wants to marry the Admiral's daughter. The Admiral, of course, is Liam Neeson doing an American accent. Oh, oh well, when you say doing, oh, it's a, how hard does he try in the Liam Neeson's That's it. That's the voice. Good. Yeah, that sucks ass, man. So, for mo- up until like Monday morning, that was the only other movie I saw this week. So, Chris, here's the thing about Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, hey. It's incredibly good and very right? much my shit. One of the funniest movies I think I've ever seen It's such a surprise. I think there's something about the title where I thought it was going to be like a romantic comedy or something. Same. It is not at all. No. <laughs> that cast is very strong. Yes. Uh, did you mention we talked about it that half of the people involved did a lot of Reno 911? Because that show was very important in my life. Oh, I don't think I did because I never really watched Reno 911, but uh, the other Alex may have mentioned it because that's one of her favorite movies. It's very, very good. I just, I had meant to last week, like I said, watch an assignment and then you mentioned Enter the Ninja and that killed those plans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, Dropped at Gorgeous was on HBO Max, so it's been a big week of HBO in this house between... Godzilla vs. Kong Battleship and also Drop Dead Gorgeous. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that it's on HBO Max because I I don't have access to any streaming services right now. uh, Except VRV, which I think I forgot to cancel. Uh, But 
it sounds like all the best stuff is actually on HBO Max. It sounds like Dude, that's the king shit right now. Their selection is insane. Yeah, it sounds they like have so way better than that. Criterion actually. movies, dude. It's not oh, even yeah. close. Yeah. I mean, also, I don't like uh, to begin with, but you know. As someone who's in a house that has a lot of Real Housewives on, Denise Richards in this role is very good and did a lot right? for me. She is hysterical. I, I mean, she's got real comedy chops. I fucking loved this. I can't believe I never saw it. I'm sure as a kid I just saw it and went, wow, a movie about beauty pageants, and then just didn't watch it. Which is weird, considering, like we've discussed in the Discord today, uh, Best in Show was always in play in my house. Correct. Yeah. Love mockumentaries. Very passionate about them. I don't know how this one just eluded me this whole time. Yeah, I love mockumentaries as well, and this one nailed it. Uh, Alex, if you ever got the time, I don't have an assignment to use on it, but uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous is well worth it. Maybe you should have better concealed the Nazi bayonet than you could have, you know. (laughs) Do have some questions about their uh, portrayal of the mentally handicapped? Yeah, we knew (laughs) that you were going to mention it. It was a... (laughs) (laughs) They're they're just vaccinated. It's not a big deal. uh... Boy, that came up a lot... (laughs) Yeah, that was like the one, the like the one real criticism. I was like, oh, they didn't really need to do that. Like it's <laughs> you, more you of a recurring thing. I thought you were gonna leave the with actual that. plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he keeps popping. Oh, it's the guy from Mad TV. Oh, what's he doing? Oh, that's a weird <laughs> one off. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it keeps happening. And it again, I'm lot. not trying to say that it's okay or anything, but you were going that whole time without mentioning. It's like, oh, he has the uh, the common decency not to bring that up. <laughs> no. People who are listening, watch it anyway. Okay, it's good. <laughs> uh, you know, as I was blindsided, I thought I would give everyone else the courtesy of like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, 90s were a different time. Yeah, it's okay. I guess. Uh, one last thing. Um, so, uh, there's been a lot of talk about pie hell in my life recently. <laughs> good, good. Watch it again. Got multiple friends to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I texted you that I literally, I was about to fall asleep and I laughed myself awake because I remembered him just putting the pie upside down on the toaster when he was <laughs> Yeah. By the way, I couldn't sleep for the next seven hours because all I was thinking about was that. Dude, I, I watched it for the first time like three hours ago, so we're like right in there. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'll just be walking in and think, I should get back in the pool. And it cracks me up again. So I decided, like, you know what? I haven't watched Kenny vs. Spinny in like 10 years. <laughs> so I picked, I was looking through all the episodes and I thought, this one jumps out at me. Who is a better coach? Now, Chris, are you familiar with Kenny vs. Spinny? I am not. They're. Oh, oh buddy. Just buckle in because this, this torrent is in your future. These are two friends who will have a competition of some sort, and uh, whoever loses has to go through a humiliation. Uh, Kenny is the shit heel who always, always, always cheats. So in this thing, they have to see who's the better basketball coach. So Kenny gets a whole bunch of his friends together. You know, it's just a formal little ragtag team. Spinny puts an actual team together. Like, of actual people who could play and shoot threes. He gets some uniforms, they practice, like, they look legitimate. So Kenny shows up to practice, sees that he has these good players, and goes, okay, time for plan B. Gets a bunch of guys in wheelchairs. Because <laughs> he knows <laughs> that Spinny's team will show up, see a bunch of guys in wheelchairs, and go, 
What? No, we're not going to fucking play them. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> so Spinny sees the murder ball players, and he's horrified because, like, like I said, he he can't just have a bunch of guys just shit house a bunch of people in wheelchairs. So he also has to go to his plan B. So he assembles a team of children. <laughs> he calls up a bunch of people like, hey man, is your kid busy? And he just assembles a team of five kids. Because, like, it's the ultimate Hail Mary. Like, what are the odds that these dudes are just going to come in and just absolutely demolish these kids? Well, it turns out Kenny was prepared for this. Because he just brings back his team of asshole friends and they just shithouse these kids. <laughs> They all come out in uniforms, and the uniforms are just black sleeveless tees and Halloween masks, and they just dunk <laughs> on these kids 50 to nothing. And the whole time, Spinny's just on the bench dressed like Bobby Knight, watching these kids get wrecked. It's it is good. so fucking good, dude. I am, cannot wait to watch who could wear a chicken coop on their head the longest. That one has a lot of potential. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. That's really fucking good. <laughs> Spinning rules. Like just going through and seeing who can wear a gorilla suit longest. Who can t- first guy to touch the ground loses. And I just know horrible things are coming for these people. I'm so excited. I don't know if anything matches pie hell for me, man. <laughs> I mean, what could? How yeah. could it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. The sound of it reverberating off his dick and balls. <laughs> they pie him so hard. <laughs> when he's lying in that bed, that's pretty sick. He's looking at him, shaking his head, no. <laughs> he's just shaking like a pie corpse. With the long lingering shot of him sitting there and a pie just flies in from the top frame. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I don't know if anything's better than it, like he's like, I should get in the pool. They're like, oh wait, the pool's kind of like a, a kink in our plants, you know, because it, it washes them off. Get the towels. <laughs> so as soon as he reaches for it, splat in the towel. I had forgotten that he got a delivery. <laughs> it's just more pies. <laughs> The cruelest one ever is opening up that fridge and everything he reaches for gets a pie on it. So he has to take the bread, which is in a bag, as soon as it goes down to that toaster, splat. Oh, I watched pie hell again. (laughs) That'd be the shortest thing we've ever done an episode on. (sighs) Japanese game shows hit the difference. Is that shorter than the episode of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo where Red Herring actually did it? Did we do an episode on that? You sure did. We definitely talked about it. Yeah, that was a that's only a twenty minute thing and Pi Hell I think it's a little bit more. It's like twenty three, so <laughs> The first version I watched cut off in the bed, so when I watched it this time with my girlfriend, I was like, Oh sorry, I didn't realize that they were right, going yeah, I forgot this my is bad. A very Japanese. Yeah. Oopsies. Forgot what country yeah. this was. Yeah. Boy was there egg on my face. Yeah. Sorry, the Japanese have different feelings about things. So, uh, let's talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. So the movie begins with Kong on, uh, we thought his island, but it turns out he's not on his island. He's, oh no, he uh, was still on his island. He was just in a dome on his island. Oh right, yeah. It's, well, it's not really home if there's a dome, you know? Dome monkey can't be. Yeah, it, I mean, that's how all the birds die in Minnesota. 
Yeah. He... <laughs> I like the song that they play here, because right off the bat, what they do is... I wouldn't say that they humanize Kong, because how could you do that? But... He, they make him such an, uh, a sympathetic character. Like, And here's the thing that they do in this movie that they don't do for almost any other kaiju movies that I've seen. They give one of the monsters a real character. Like, People can talk about how much they like Godzilla. And Parker, I think we're going to be leaning a little bit heavily on you as a Godzilla fan. I'm not going to try to like attack you, but I, I may ask you for backup on stuff. Godzilla doesn't really seem to have much of a character. Uh, you know, he just uh, sort of seems to come out of the ocean. And then uh, he shows up and he's like, hey guys, heard there's a monster around here. And then yeah. he goes back when he's done. So a lot of people typically complain in kaiju movies, and I agree with them, that there's way too much human drama. Like, I don't care about the journalist's romantic life. I want to see the two monsters fight each other. But if we want to focus more on the monsters, maybe the monsters should have character. Kong has a character. He really seems to have, like like a bit of a personality and you know he has standards you know and that's like i really like that i don't know that i will say the same about godzilla we'll get to that later on but i definitely feel that for kong in this movie and it starts right off the bat he's just having fun loping around on his island throwing stuff and uh, eating stuff and taking Big a bath monkey. it was like man that guy's kind of living the life wishing no offense parker kong in this movie sort of reminded uh, me of what you think your ideal life would be <laughs> oh god dude <laughs> oh, boy can dream, can he? That really Wake is up, a return to monkey ass, thing right there. <laughs> just slowly, gingerly walk into a waterfall to wash off. Oh my yeah. god, dude. Yeah, that's what we're just talking about. thinking about that as I fucking get ready for this job I hate. <laughs> 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 fucking showering once every three days, just wishing I was dead. Yeah, so he and sees his, uh, his deaf friend and uh, decides to hurl a tree at the sky, which breaks open a screen, and I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Turns out he's being studied by the government. Uh, I think it's the uh, the dinosaur archaeologist from the uh, from the <clears throat> Jurassic Park uh, remake, the Jurassic World two. What were they called? Dinosaur. Even the dinosaur veterinarian. Dinosaur veterinarians. I think That's dinosaur archaeologists doing. are just called archaeologists, dude. <laughs> archaeologists. Yeah. Thank you. My brain couldn't say something as stupid as dinosaur veterinarians. I mean, I'm so stupid. I was like, wait, have I been saying it wrong the whole That's time? That's all right. You, no, you can no, tell no, that I'm the unvaccinated one here because I was able to. Put right, that right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, they're like, "Yeah, Kong is really mad, and we don't know why." I'm like, "Maybe because he put a big old dome over his house." <laughs> He's a big old monkey. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, you know, uh, Alex, did you actually watch uh, Kong versus Skull? Uh, yeah, you did. I keep calling it Kong versus Skull Island. I can't better movie first and foremost, and <laughs> second off, and second off, yes, you did. I did you watch mentioned it. it, right? Thank <laughs> yes, you. I'm sorry. Much later than I thought uh, I did, but I did yeah, see the it. other Alex uh, said she hadn't seen it, so I had to fill her in on something. So I was like, "That's King Kong." That's so, that's uh, a that's a good ass <laughs> movie. Like it is. Like the the, mo- it, <laughs> the the like this run of Godzilla movies, like both of the Godzilla features have been like, you know, they have their their benefits and they have their flaws. The Kong mm. movie's actually good. Like that's a lot of fun. Like no matter who you are, there's something there for you. If, if you're mm. listening to this and you haven't seen Kong versus Skull Island, you should watch See? it. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went back and I reread uh, the reviews that Parker and I wrote about it, and we were pretty harsh on the movie. We had a good time. We enjoyed it. We recommended it, but we were pretty harsh on some of the needless uh, bullshit human drama that was in there. 
but it's kind of overpowered by that really funny death scene where the guy gets uh, slammed into the mountain and the grenades explode. <laughs> the guy sacrificing with grenades and just getting thwapped into the mountains real yeah. fucking good. <laughs> I, I think what we, we had a bit of a problem with some of the human drama, which I think will come up a little bit later, but... Uh, at this point, like, yeah. that was before we had both watched every single Godzilla movie, and now yeah. I feel nothing. Now I didn't. Yeah, take give notes me more on this, shitty so. one-liners. Give I, me more John C. Riley. I feel nothing. Yeah, if I if I'm getting like way too uh, off the bat uh, off the path of how the movie's plot goes, you guys can correct me. But I think at this point, uh, Godzilla is attacking human beings, and we don't know why. Says uh, Junior Ron Livingston. <laughs> I. Uh, I don't know if I've ever Ron heard a funnier Livingston? line in Fuck. a movie. We don't know why. <laughs> That's, so it's just serious. so funny. It's like, have you ever seen Godzilla do anything else? It's kind of a <laughs> Wasn't shit. Wasn't your whole arc that you wanted this fucking lizard dead for the entire movie? You're like, oh my god, he's one of the good guys now. So, so let me say, like, the best part and the worst part of this movie back to back, because they're both relevant to this conversation. The best part of this movie is that all of the plot bullshit in this one hour, 53 minute movie is just a total hand wave. Like, yes. we're like seven minutes in, we've met Kong, we've met Godzilla, they're both doing stuff, we don't know why, it doesn't fucking matter, we're never gonna find out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. The worst part of this movie is that the end of King of the Monsters was us being introduced to, like, all of these fucking monsters, and this movie just starts off with, yeah, they're all dead, Godzilla's the apex. Like, it... Man, I definitely want to like, like, yeah. Where's my friend Rodan, my beautiful boy? (laughs) Netflix just cut the check ten million dollars an episode, however many ten episode seasons you want. Anything exactly, Godzilla, Godzilla fighting like the third stage evolution of Turtwig. Like, I forget what that guy's called, but like, yeah, sign me up. I don't fucking like just I want to see monster fights, that's why I'm here. You can't. You can't give me that little nugget at the end of King of the Monsters, which is, like, my favorite fucking part of King of the Monsters. And then be like, yeah, yeah he beat them all. That well, the other one is, that, like, you can't say that, like, he beat Mothra. Like, Mothra and Godzilla are friends. Everyone knows this. If you would have given me a line in this movie where, like, Mothra's, like, still in the cocoon growing somewhere, like, cool. I'd be yeah, so down with that's, that. Yeah. She went and, back like, to Mothra And then, Island. well, there, there's your next movie, because this movie is doing a gazillion dollars in China right now. Like... It's just like, Man. oh yeah, Mothra Hash, and it's evil now. Okay, cool. When they get on that little bus and they land in Hong Kong, I just started giggling like, oh, they know what they're doing. Yep. Oh, yeah. Good for them. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. yeah. I'm God surprised they've right. this in China. Doesn't have the best portrayal of the Hong Kong authorities. All the well, people you see, that's, what, that's why they have to take over, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, there we go. Uh, they didn't what do you want do... more? The movie about what happened to all those monsters, or like a full series about all the ancient civilizations building a giant Kong throne in statues? Okay, that, all right. That's Don't make me pick between my children. We'll get to that. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, Godzilla is destroying humanity. We don't know why. Which, uh, man, we've had enough Godzilla movies that someone could hazard a guess. Uh, anyway, his daughter Millie Bobby Brown is in this. She's the girl from Stranger Things, and at this point, I think she's in the movie due to like some sort of contractual reasons. I don't know that anyone is seeing this movie for Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, and so let me stop you right there. Oh no, your girlfriend? No, I'm pretty sure that like every 13 year old boy thinks she's like the hottest person in the world. What? 
people. And also <laughs> certain rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the segue. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, man. That was oh one-two punch there. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, yeah, see, the thing is, she doesn't really do much in the movie. I think a Correct. lot of people have criticized... Uh, her parts of the movie, not her performance or portrayal, she's a good actress and she does what she does in this movie well, but what she does in this movie has almost no bearing whatsoever on the plot. At one point, spilled whiskey is all that she adds to the plot. Uh, the, the point of this character is really just to show the development of the bad guy, who I guess we're going to be calling uh, Latinx Elon Musk. Man. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear you say Latinx ever again. <laughs> oh my god. Sounds like a character in the uh, the 25 hours of Harry Potter movies you just watched. Oh, <laughs> oh god. So <laughs> Latinx and Tonks, my two best friends. It, it's, it's so funny that, like, <laughs> the one reminder I had during this entire movie that this was an Adam Wingard movie is, like, right after her and the teenage hacker steal the van and we get like eight bars of like an adam wingard like scored movie while they're driving the van on the highway i'm like oh fuck yes here we go and then it's over (laughs) it's just gone forever yeah that really so much random synth wave and neon lights and then monsters punch each other i mean yeah yeah, and sometimes other stupid songs that they like i will say all of people's complaints about the human stuff i get but like you know, you can't wave that away. But I will say, on the second watch, there's a lot of going. Oh yeah, that's right. Gotta, yeah, that is. This part. Those are the parts gotta, where you can okay. look at your phone. Which, to be Boy. fair, sometimes you you have those parts. I, I think the reason that the non monsters fighting parts of this movie work better than other kaiju movies is because it's just a break. And you don't have to pay attention here. You can turn your... You can, like, have your brain still off. You just enjoy the monster fight and all the monster scenes. And then it's like, oh, they're talking again. And you can just, like, kind of zone out. Or you can talk about how cool the monster fight is. And you know you're not missing any plot development because it's, like, not important. But you know? on the rewatch, every single Millie Bobby Brown scene was a phone in hand. Or yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, they're not great, but also, like, I watched a silent movie this week. Like, your characters need to have fucking words. I don't care. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it, like, I think it's very obvious in this movie, as opposed to almost every other Godzilla movie I've ever seen, that's like, when they're talking, like, I don't, I know I don't need to care. Whereas with other Godzilla movies, it's like, oh, this is important. This is the A plot somehow in a Godzilla movie. Whereas with them, they're just kind of in the background, just like, oh, them again. Which leads us into a new character that they introduced, um, Black Alex Jones. Who uh, likes to talk about kaiju? He has his own podcast about kaiju, how kaiju monsters are real. Parker, would you rather subscribe to it or guest on it? Dude, so many people have a problem with this. If Titans were real, I am full G and on. It's not even close. Yes, exactly. I am constantly talking about triple parentheses, <laughs> monarch controlling Godzilla. Like, it's I am all in. Yeah, about the reptilians and like where Rodan's from and how Hillary Clinton plays into all this. Like, it's that is not even a question. So we were talking earlier about visceral reactions to uh, you know movie images on screen. Uh, Alex had to physically hold me back in the theater when I heard the words that podcast is ruining your brain. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. big mood. <laughs> yeah, that. how dare you? Uh, no, I'm this st- character is <laughs> alternately. Sometimes he's really funny. Sometimes he says and does very funny things. And sometimes some of the worst lines in the movie are in there. I have to admit, uh, the the line that really bugged he's not he doesn't even say this, but he's like, "There's a Tide Pod joke." Yeah, sometimes yeah. you forget this movie was supposed to come out like a year and a half. Yeah. I get it. And even then, you then it would have been dated, though. Yeah. I, you I just don't cut know. That that, line that, and then you're yeah, good. it just yeah, really shouldn't have been in there. Anyway, luckily they they are able to find this guy, and uh, he's just going with these two teenagers. Um, and he calls that one kid tap water for the rest of the movie, which at first I thought wasn't going to be a cool thing, but uh, just funny. calling him tap water over <laughs> and over again. That nickname grows on me. <laughs> I mean, it sounds it like really something we call Joel. Yeah, I know. It really works just because that kid sucks so much. Yeah. If he didn't suck, it would I... be funny. But he does. Is he I the fat kid from Deadpool feeling. too? He sure is. Oh yeah, I oh, forgot the distinct feeling. That movie. Yeah. When that when that van pulls up and another teenager gets out, I just think of her feeling like, oh, no. It's one too many. Get back in. Uh, like, like I yeah. I know I've said this at this point. Look, I know these are for babies. Exactly. I understand, but like I yeah. I can I can get mad online. PG thirteen and there's only two teenagers and one kid. I'll take it. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've seen far far worse. This fucking movie exists to sell toys. Like I understand. I I know I know that I am the outlier as an old person that wants to watch the monsters punch each other. Yeah. Folks, we had to cut a segment. Parker's being racist again. So, anyway, Elon Musk I is won't be uh, <laughs> is like apparent. He's the, the most obvious Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk character I think I've ever seen. Uh, and he is like, I have all this money in the world, and I want to stop the the Titans from uh, destroying us. And as soon as you hear him say that, you're just like, Oh, he's the bad guy. And that's cool. And like, you don't, re- you know, whatever he says next is just wasting words. And you're like, yeah, okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, and he goes to some other scientist guy who has like a really shitty office, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I, I need you to help me uh, find a way to stop the Titans." He's like, "How about you journey to the center of the Earth, go to Hollow Earth, and uh, discover, you know, the uh, you know the secret of Kong or something like that." And the guy's like, "Okay." At and, this uh, point, were you also just going? See, that was the thing. Is like one of the things I sort of forgot from Kong Skull Island into the verses, is that I uh, I remember the reason they went there originally was they wanted to see if the Earth was hollow, and I wrote down that's pretty stupid. But they were right because <laughs> I wrote down I totally forgot yeah, about the Great Ice yeah. Ball theory, possibly hollow. <laughs> So they go to uh, uh, Skull Island, and he's just like, hey. Uh, lady scientists, I've got a great idea. What if we take Kong and put him on a, a, an ocean liner and just fucking uh, bring him out to the middle of the sea and have him help us get to the center of the earth? The which fucking is hollow, nerve. By the way. Dick has Alexander Skarsgård instead of Kyrie Irving in this role. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Alexander Skarsgård constantly dressing like McGruber? Is it <laughs> He had a nice fit, man. <laughs> There's so many vests. It could not have been an accident. I know. I was looking at that. And it was just like sales of vests are going to go up by like 1% as a result of this movie. Advertising executives are going to be like, yeah, we called it the the Godzilla versus Kong effect on vests. It's me. 
So all I can hear is Mr. Burns singing Feel My Vest right now, so... I really thought what they were going to do in this movie I thought that they were going to do something extremely shitty and stupid that they would have done in like a Jurassic World 2 thing I thought they were going to make Alexander Skarsgård and that lady scientist be like uh, ex-husband and ex-wife and that little girl was like their daughter or something like that but they decided no that's too shitty for this movie so very happy they didn't do that it's really nice Um, having a competent director at the helm of something like yes, yeah. we can ignore live action Death Note and whatever the other bad thing he did was, and just like yeah, this guy made you two know, good so movies in his life. That's good enough. Next. Yeah. That's good enough. Yeah, he has infinite free passes for me. Absolutely, for and again, get, I don't want to like sidetrack, but think about the budget on your next on the guest and what he did with that. I mean, come on, the man knows what he's doing. So give him like a gorillion dollars to make this movie. And uh, after this, off. he's doing a Thundercats movie. I don't give a shit about the Thundercats. Yeah, I'm absolutely gonna see that. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? yeah, one million yeah, percent. Of course. Especially after the Lavelle Hawkins bit, that was funny. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what's weird is after we did the uh, after we talked about Millie Bobby Brown scene, we don't really need, ever need to bring that stuff up ever again. <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's they exist yeah. solely to get us to Mechagodzilla. Yeah, that is exactly. their entire purpose. Yeah, it's just like which uh, like, you know one could argue could just be unleashed on its own but that's fine exactly well again they're still showing it's just like hey remember this uh elon musk jeff bezos guy is bad and i'm like yeah well i kind of i've seen future kick man i know the billionaires are our enemies they somehow they somehow (laughs) get the uh that big old monkey onto an ocean liner and parker again when i compare this monkey to you Kong is legitimately sitting down or lying on his back through 75% of his scenes in this movie. And I kind of think it's like, it's like Bill Murray in that Ghostbusters remake. He's like, hi, Bill Murray, I have to sit down. (laughs) I can't believe you went with Bill Murray in the Ghostbusters remake and not Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. (laughs) I should have have been Marlon Brando in every movie he ever made. This fucking monkey is so high for like the first hour of this movie. (laughs) <laughs> he's seriously just lying on his back comfortable it's like you guys didn't even need to chain him to the boat he would have just laid there he was having an alright time uh, cut to him just laying on his side just out cold snoozing really yeah. spoke to me it's like there were so many times it's like that's Parker that's Dude, what I'm thinking about here the entire oh, fucking time he's on that boat all I can think of is fucking Sean William Scott in old school with the fucking uh, the horse tranquilizers <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> she just gets attacked by a giant Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway, this is where the first big fight happens. Godzilla versus Kong. The, you know, exactly Godzilla what it says in the title. Kong, who is, like, tripping balls. Yeah, exactly. Like, Doesn't really feel like a fair fight here. Also, they're in water, and Godzilla can, uh, can breathe underwater, and Kong can't. So... Godzilla has a pretty sick tech to just try to drown him. I'm like, man, that's that hardly seems fair. But then the humans are just like, wait, Josh isn't here. Let's turn on items. So they use <laughs> items to, to help Kong live. I, I fucking love this scene. Solely because, like, well, yeah, of course Godzilla would try to drown Kong. Like, he has an advantage in the water. Like, why wouldn't he do that? Like, if this scene were played like, ah, yeah, they're going to stand on the deck of this aircraft carrier and punch each other... I would have been so mad because my immersion would be completely broken. But thankfully, we had a competent director who understands how monster brains work. 
Well, that being he gets said, punched a couple times. He's like, "Oh fuck this!" It just wraps around yeah. him and pulls him under. The punching real was really good. I wish that a rap scene had kicked in when the first punch connects because oh that God, trailer dude. is fucking magical. But uh, there was there's a lot to like over there. They didn't do again. You talk about a competent director. I think it would have been a little too mighty Joe Young if he had just tried to kill Godzilla just to save that little girl. Obviously, they had a connection. But if it's, it's a little too on the nose if Godzilla's attacking the ship and he looks at the girl and grimaces and says, oh, I'll fight for her honor or something like that. Or if he or if he signs, like, the Iron Giant, stay here, no following. I guess we <laughs> should know, mention the monkey that sign at this point, because we didn't talk yeah, about the, that. Yeah, the monkey no sign language, so, you know, make your own Coco the Gorilla uh, effects. Although, I think Parker, the one that, I'm going to steal your joke, I know you're going to make it. Do you think they, they told that little girl to sign to Kong that one day he'll die? Damn it! <laughs> also mine. So, <laughs> sorry, it was right there. I I had to spit it out first. Uh, I enjoyed because they kept referring to like guy. you know the these two alphas can't coexist. They're just gonna keep fighting. And as they're explaining this, I'm watching my cat and dog fight over the heating pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this just checks out. I like like just just make them fight in Chad. I want to see it. Hey, just drop it on the map. Like you know what we're what here for. What did I do? <laughs> The thing about the Coco just, the Gorilla thing is like, oh, it's a shame that Robin Williams is dead. He really would have got along with Kong. <laughs> Their entire thing's like, uh, yeah, if they even sniff each other, they're gonna try and kill each other. Why? They're, they're alphas, so like they just can't. <laughs> yeah, they can't it, even be great hand wave. That's like, actually true. Fantastic hand wave, but also yeah. this movie has so much hand waving. Yeah. I love it. The so fundamental much. problem with the scene is like. Why don't you just like put him in the helicopter basket to begin with? He's fucking knocked out. You're giving him shitloads of drugs. Like, why are you even fucking with these boats? This makes I think no they were. Sense. I think they were implying that it was like it was too far to fly or something like that. So, motherfucker, it's 2021. We know how to refuel choppers in midair. Like, dude, do you want a fucking helicopter battle versus Godzilla? Kinda, yeah. Actually, be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I mean, like this scene is Actually. super dope because if there's one thing I love in movies, it's watching like navy boats get destroyed because it always looks cool. I mean, except when Roland Emmerich does it, but you know that's for different reasons. Next uh, week's episode, Battleship. No, no. <laughs> Imagine watching that again, taking notes. Okay, so uh, big fan of this scene where. Uh, Godzilla starts swimming away and Kong just sizes him up and sees that he could just leap from battleship to battleship. Yeah. Really did a lot for me. Yeah. This is a good fight. And one of the things I like about the fight is that the CGI looks really good. It's definitely the best looking kaiju movie. And tell you what, the fact that it looks good goes a really long way. Parker, I'm picking up context clues. You did not get a chance to see this in theaters. It's coming. Not real fans. So, uh, my friend, uh, did not want to go to a theater. I was like, well, you have a fucking 80 inch TV. It's fine. Yeah. We'll make it work. One of the things that works so well for me is seeing Godzilla stare into the camera on a gigantic screen. That is fantastic for me. That would scare little kids. And I hope it did, but in a good way. You know, he seems like an, an intimidating, terrifying monster. And people who say, oh, I like the classic Godzilla movies. Remember that fucking, like, suit, you know, looking to the camera and, like, I'm supposed to be afraid of that fucking thing? Like, this movie, especially on a big screen, feels as big as it ought to. And, again, competent director who's really good at, like, knowing how the scale works, you know? So, I feel like this is the point where I have to bring up something that was just, like, oppressive in my brain while I was watching this. This mm-hmm. movie is choreographed like a WWE match. 
And I yes, say that absolutely. as a compliment. Like, they understand where to put the camera, like, to get, like, the monster slams on the ground or the deck of the aircraft carrier or whatever. Like, when one of them tackles the other, it looks good. Like, the punches from, like, behind one of them as they're hitting the other all look great. Like, they... The people that, went, like, like designed all of the CGI for this movie, like, understand what a fight between human beings looks like. And that is, like, one of the crucial things that makes all of these monster fights look so fucking good. Because if it were just, like, eh, we're gonna do wide camera, here's some CGI monsters beating on each other, you would have gotten tired of that. Like, you know what that looks like. We've seen that in a million movies. Whether they're made for $100,000 or $100 million, we've seen that so many times. And this was, like, so in the weeds with the monsters punching each other that... I just really appreciated it, and I, I want that to be said, because I, I don't know how many people thought about it that way. Yeah, it looks so good. You can see everything that's happening. I'm never confused as to where they are in relation to one another. It's beautiful. Multiple times they do the thing where one of them gets hit, and the camera follows them down as they fall, which I will always pop yeah. for. Yes. It's beautiful. I love it so There's much. There's a lot that goes into this stuff, is using the environment to... Uh, to really good effect which I mean uh, again a lot of these other Godzilla movies they don't do that very well it's not just crashing buildings that are important it's it's like using the water you know that's important you know you have to do this stuff so they go to Antarctica and uh, I have to mention this because the other Alex pointed it out I was like this is so true Parker I have compared you to King Kong uh, a couple times so far and that's not an insult alright I just I mean there are far worse things to be compared to he wakes up in Antarctica surrounded by snow and he just looks around and you don't hear him say it but you know in his little Kong brain he's thinking fuck and the whole time the whole time Alex and I were just thinking oh my god that was Parker when he woke up and he was snowed in I was so happy to finally see snow. I was like, oh, this is incredible. And like an hour later, a power went off. I was like, well, this should get back on any minute now. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh. like the look, you talk about how they humanize him. When they're like, uh, he's not going to like it here. And you just cut to him staring into the horizon. And then cuts back to his face looking like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> he looks so distraught. Like, it's everywhere what is this see it would have been really like dumb if they, he had just started like doing the the donkey kong slap the ground thing because he was angry because there aren't any palm trees or anything instead he's just it's like confused bemused he's just like what the fuck humanizing is a great word because he probably remembers that fight he had with the giant lizard and nothing else like i buddy i have been there like a dozen times in my life <laughs> he got high as fuck Almost got drowned by a giant lizard, and now there's... What is this? Why is it so cold? He tries to eat it, I felt it. Like, he's had a rough day. Yeah. My dude is having a rough 24 hours. Taken from his home, he's in that boat, gets rained on all night because no one gets him a fucking tarp. It's... It's disrespectful. So the nice thing about the plot just hand-waving away, like, the human stuff, is that the science is soft enough that you can spread it on bread. So they go to Antarctica, where they've built a gigantic portal to the center of the world. This whole scene just takes place in the year 2400. Yeah. I don't understand. But also... Another thing in this movie? Don't care. Don't Correct. tell me how it got yeah. made. So, yeah, Do not give exactly. a shit. I, as soon as you start going into details on it, I'm like, fast forward. Uh, 
Every minute longer this movie is with dialogue is another star Which, goes down. By the I, way, I do not want any explanation. Another thing here that's like a less competent director would have done. Oh my! Why would I keep saying less competent? It just is. It would have been a Mighty Joe Young thing. Uh, at one point, the scientists tell the little girl who consigned to Kong to just lie to him and say, "Yeah, your family is just over in that door. Just enter the password, and you can go in and get to see Bonzo and all your little friends." Uh, well, they basically tell her to lie to him. In any other PG-13 movie, they would have been like, oh, Kong realized that she's lying and now they're not best friends and now she has to say sorry for lying or stuff like that. And it's like a real, he has to learn to trust humans or something. They don't waste time with that because there's a giant lizard that he can punch. Correct. So, yeah. uh, it's sort yeah. of like, hey, I'll deal with you later, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have priorities. You said home like four times yeah. now, and I keep getting attacked. <laughs> like this whole fucking he scene, it's fell like, down a hundred thousand miles. Just yeah. Like, so this whole scene where he's going in this tunnel, he's running down it. They have to chase after him in like this Daffy Duck Duck Dodgers I, uh, spaceship. I feel like it's important I, to mention that <laughs> we get introduced to a character who's just like, ah, yes, I am Elon Musk's hot daughter. I am in charge. Oh, now. yeah. Continue. That's important to mention. Yeah, she's in this as. The villain because I, they do they couldn't get Michelle Rodriguez. I really only stuff. want to mention her for how attractive she looks. This movie, like she's very very pretty. Dear yes. Lord, that's yeah. like first slide uh, of the slideshow in this movie. Like she she you know it was weird. It's like she never even like undresses or anything. It's very uh, she stays fully clothed the entire time. Yeah, it works. So. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, I didn't feel like gross watching this. So they chase after him in this portal thing, and they're going down and down and down. And I'm just like. Man, this is interesting. Then there's a scene where they're falling and they have to go through this portal with enough momentum and the only way you can get it is if you bring a Titan with you. And then they go to the center of Hollow Earth. And my jaw dropped. It was like, oh my god. I can't believe they actually put this in a movie. (laughs) I was beyond happy, you guys. So, (laughs) it owns. Like, I'm with you guys completely. But we're yeah. in Hollow Earth for like 15 seconds, and I look around, I'm like, where are the other monsters? I yeah, thought this place is... was going to be full of cool-ass monsters. I don't need to see them fight, like, constantly, but, like, but give yeah, me something. That was one of the things something. I was kind of thinking about. They had they had a brief, they had, like, those uh, lizard crawler things that we saw on Skull Island, which, uh, wow, you're bringing them back. I just feel right? like there's definitely a conversation, like, oh, then in this scene, like, we could have this dude running around, like... Cool, that will cost another $50 million. Well, that's probably Done. true, but uh, that being said... you Giant up, snake bats it is. Yeah, but you set up the environment, you gotta give me a little something. A little bit something more than that. But luckily, there is still stuff to do there. And yet, so basically, Alex, I definitely agree that there should have been uh, more there. But one of the things I kind of like about it is it's pretty good world building. Because when I see all this, I can see where the monsters would have lived. I've been like, oh man, can you imagine all of them living together? Now I'm thinking about that. I'm not thinking... I'm thinking about that as Millie Bobby Brown is doing something irrelevant on screen. You know? That's why I don't mind having that there. It's like, I can do this sort of imagine, this imagination stuff in like my head and just see where the monsters would have been, uh, what they would have you know sounded like, how they would have interacted, yeah, which one is building the, the throne for Kong, you know? I want to see I the like monsters. All I love the monsters. That's why I'm here. Like, every yeah. other part also, of this movie gets why I'm here. This is the one thing where I'm like... Oh, you don't know me. Okay, that's weird. There's also, like, a bit of an adjustment to the visuals when it comes to Hollow Earth, because 
it's like there's an earth within the earth sort of thing. So there's like a ceiling that you can also walk on. I fucking love that. Doesn't make sense here. Yeah, I thought that was really good. You know, a lot of people are going to say like, "Oh, that was pretty silly that whole Hollow Earth thing." I'm like, yeah, it's not real. You know, neither is a giant monkey. (laughs) I figured out the twist with Hollow Earth like right away when we saw it. (laughs) Like, oh yeah, Kong's Uh, gonna walk up to the rocks that go on the other side. Like, yeah, man, I'm a genius, so I knew it was coming. So he he gets right into it and kills one of those lizard skull walker things, and I was just like, now he's home. Now he's having a great time. Uh, And he finds his ancient throne room, and he picks up this axe, guys. I'm looking at the hatchet that I have right now. That axe, it looks so fucking cool. <laughs> and like you I talk don't about, talk to anyone who doesn't like the Hollow Earth stuff or the magic axe. Yeah, okay. I want to talk about the magic axe also because a lot of people said a lot of really stupid stuff on Twitter. What a shock! One of the big ones that they were saying is, I don't understand how Kong could stand a chance against Godzilla because Godzilla has magic atomic breath. How can you stop that? I'm like, did you watch the trailer where he absorbed it into his axe and used a reversal Uno card on him? Come on. It's right there. It's like, oh, how's he supposed to fight him? And the axe is also a key. They're not real. Can you imagine that prequel movie about with no humans, just a bunch of giant monsters attacking each other? It fucking rules, uh, dude. Like, were you guys Advance Wars players at all? Uh, No, I heard it was good, though. Briefly. All right, I'm going somewhere with this. Because, like... Okay. All right, so think about it like this. All right. If you were, like, a neophyte playing Advance Wars, you'd pick, like, whoever the fuck. Then you have, like, the mid-tier players who all picked the guy that played... that There there was, like, this character that had, like, extra range in all his ranged units. And so all of, like, the people that just wanted to beat up on their shitty friends picked that guy. And then all of the good people, like Josh, picked this other guy that beat the fuck out of that dude. Everybody that was on Twitter saying, like, uh... Oh, Godzilla's, like, atomic breath, you know, he's gonna crush everybody with it. It's like, those are all the grit pickers. You guys are the the fucking mid-tier, don't actually understand what the meta is, like, fucking people. Like, Kong can throw things. He can dodge. He's a monkey. He can hang off. Like, Like, think about it for, like, two seconds. Use your fucking brain. What is atomic breath gonna do? Atomic breath isn't, like, bullets. It's just, like... He's very yeah, slow. One like... of the great things about the movie is that they show Kong <laughs> doing all this. They, I mean, people can, people can laugh about it, but like one of the opening things yeah. in the uh, thing says one of his things that get, makes him more powerful than Kong, the more powerful than Godzilla is, or one of his attributes is opposable thumbs. Yeah, that goes a long way. Rodan does not have uh, opposable thumbs. Neither does Gigan. Neither does Gamera. And neither does Godzilla. And Godzilla's got you, tiny you dinosaur arms. Like he can't throw anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he throws one punch to, to uh, Kong that really doesn't do much. He catches Kong in the chops with it. It doesn't do anywhere near as much as uh, his tail whip does. But, like, yeah, the ability to grip Tail's and squeeze things, thing. which is shown several times, not just with, like, grabbing and choking and all and throwing stuff, but Kong just, the way he traverses Hollow Earth, you know, he's grabbing onto things. It's just, like, I can see where his handprints probably were before he got here. It really is important. No, but you like, see, he has laser breath. No, I've yeah. never seen these movies before. Yeah, I have a feeling a lot of Godzilla fans don't actually watch the movies. There's but a lot they of like casuals the idea out there. Of being a god, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start gatekeeping Godzilla movies. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I think a lot of people like the idea of being a Godzilla fan instead of actually watching these Godzilla movies. Because if you actually watch these, ninety-five percent of them are very, very bad. 
The, re the remaining 5% are not very good at best. I, yeah, okay, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Correct. Atlante, and Correct. Final Wars. Wow, I hate this new one. Yeah. When is the monster going to show up as I just shake my head like, you know nothing <laughs> yeah. about anything I mean, you're again, talking about? speaking, I have actually gone back and watched every single one of these fucking things. And it's always about, like, the journalist who has a romantic idea, and they have to... There's something about Or the kid that's getting bullied and has to become friends with Godzilla Jr. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope the next one's about Cameron, by the way. So, uh, yeah, they, uh... It's... I was going to with it. Yeah, anyway, like, if you actually watch these movies... Watch this movie. If you don't think this is one of the best Godzilla movies, if not the best Godzilla movie, I feel like you're missing out. Yeah, you're just wrong. Or maybe yeah, you just sorry. have different tastes than I do, and I can respect that. But probably not, because this I is a movie. No one. Yeah, this is a movie where Kong is sitting on a giant stone throne with his axe, looking for subjects to rule. Then they're like, "Oh, bad news! Godzilla opened up a portal to Hong Kong, so you're gonna have to go there and fight him." And uh, Kong's just like, eh, "You know, I've had uh, worse ideas here." So. Uh, they decided. Do you, is there anything that happens in between this that you guys would like to discuss? Where Elon Musk thirty five minutes killed? talking about the giant throne? Yeah, because it's my she favorite gets thing in the world. Fucking splattered! I love it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wanted I love the it to fact happen too. She was so evil. Kong grabs that plane out of the air. You get the close up of his eyeball looking at like. Uh, Deaf Girl? No, not in there. And she just <laughs> crushes it. He, oh, the best part. Okay, this is something. I'm turning my chair. The best part about that scene where he crushes that plane is he looks inside, crushes it in his hand, it explodes, and as it drops to the ground, it plays this dread, dun, 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 sort of like, hey, remember, he's still dangerous. Sort of thing is, he does this thing with his hand like, eh, you know? Like he's like he's shaking it off a bit, and it's like, that is the most humanizing moment for me. He's just like, eh. <laughs> There's a lot of scenes with Kong that could be humanized in him going, what? Fuck off! Yeah, exactly. Get the, off! Me. The, the whole movie is basically summarized by someone leave Kong alone. <laughs> His subtitle in every scene should just be, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" I just, I'm so. You might as well turn to the camera and be like, "You sure you want to return to Monkey? You see what I have to deal with? <laughs> it's every fucking day with this stuff." Yeah, uh, yeah, so. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to uh, Hong Kong and <laughs> he gets to Hong Kong because Godzilla senses that the magic axe has been summoned and blows a hole through the earth. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is so good. I kept thinking to be like, well, how the hell are they going to get back? Are they going to go through the bouncing tube thing? And... They don't have to think about that part because Godzilla's more brilliant than all other scientists. He'll just bring them there Blows with his atomic breath. A hole through the earth, and then Kong just peers through the hole and goes, Burr! <laughs> And Godzilla, so Godzilla responds in kind. <laughs> they just yell at each other from opposite sides of the planet through a giant hole. You got a big-ass fucking movie's head. He's incredible. Yeah. Until <laughs> uh, like dolphin teeth. Little fucking teeth look like baby shoes. <laughs> teeth look like, teeth look like each a other. boxer's mouthpiece <laughs> and then this fight the that they have in Hong Kong look like is <laughs> wait for you <laughs> this is an all time video yeah. 
Put that really, at the end. We should, we should we're just roasting her so hard about her fucking dolphin teeth that she started crying. <laughs> as soon as battle. he, as soon as he said, "You got a big ass head," she was in tears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mom is so stupid. She, you got a big ass fucking head, and she just <laughs> stares. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, you so <laughs> <laughs> can eat corn through a fence. <laughs> Imagine so many that your teeth look like a boxer's mouthpiece, dude. I'd be fucking devastated. It's so Baby brutal. Okay, so Kong and Godzilla punch each other. Uh, this fight is definitely like my favorite in the movie, and probably the best kaiju it's fight so I've ever good. seen. Uh, it like, is what comes so close? Satisfying. Like, people are like, oh, there wasn't any... The one complaint I keep hearing from everyone over is Yellow Cyclone, or some of my friends were like, there weren't enough monsters fighting. Bitch, what you got is the creme de la creme. I've never <laughs> seen a kaiju fight that looks better than this. Parker, you've seen more than I have, I think. Has anything even come close to this? Not even close, but I'm not going to let you skip by. Yellow Cyclone and also some of my friends really got me. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good dig. <laughs> All of my friends and loaf in all of its derivatives will always make me laugh. Yeah, you know it, it used to be Joel who was our friends and also Joel. <laughs> now it's the old cyclone. Uh, yeah, learn how to take a joke, bitch. He's been usurped. Yeah, I gotta tell you, this is a great fight, he, especially because again he uses the axe, but they also use the environment well, and they kill a bunch of Chinese people, which I always like. And uh, <laughs> uh, like. People complain like, you know, like the 2014 one. There was just so much weight and scale to him. It was like, no, I want to watch the monkey leap off the building. Yeah, exactly. sorry. You know, it's like, oh, well, you're right. Be able to stand there is because more of the square cube law. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, there's also not a giant Godzilla either. They're not real. So. <laughs> you're right. In the 2014 one, there is more of a sense of scale. Yeah. So go watch that yeah, one. Yeah, I that. guess there and wasn't watch this one for this. <laughs> sorry. Like, it's it's fine. I don't need them to be like, well, if they were that big, they'd move very slow. Like, hey, cool. What if I watch Gundam? I don't want them to move like a real robot would. Sorry. Well, you know, it's like, if, oh, if who's were, a... If they were in Hollow Earth, they would have had to abide by the ideal gas law. <laughs> Chris, your response. That's so, on your bingo card. <laughs> the uh, yeah, People in another one would be like, oh, well, who made that giant axe? Bitch, like, they had like a, a, a Donkey Kong... <laughs> Blacksmith, okay? And I'm thinking about He's that. He's a giant man. monkey. Like, yeah. <laughs> he made it out of metal. Like people say, like, well, who made the axe? And my response is, I don't know, but I hope I get to see it like a 20 part HBO Max. Exactly. Series. That would kick The ancient ass. Mayans building giant <laughs> dorsal axes. like the I ancient Hawaiians this. always say. I will admit this. I was more of a Team Kong guy than a Team Godzilla guy. 100%. I, I admit that. Yeah, so to see Kong, there's a bit of a spoiler here, to see, to see Kong lose to Godzilla for seemingly no reason, because I'm pretty sure Kong had him dead to rights, but it's like in Tekken, you know, if you, each person wins one, you have to go to uh, round three, final round. Godzilla and, uh, got the Pokeball, that's why they're off, man. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was kind of unfair to use items. So uh, the axe doesn't count as an item. It's like Yoshimitsu's sword. It's part of his person. So I love multiple fights end with Kong being like down dead to rights and Godzilla just looking like, 
That's what I fucking thought, and then leave. <laughs> he definitely does have that at a couple different moments. And the part where uh, Kong just sort of falls and just lays down, there's like, again, another Parker moment where it's just like, oh, God, Chris is another time. Two hours and 12 so minutes. This week uh, I watched Garfield, A Tale of <laughs> Two Kings. <sighs> Tap it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as soon as it's just like uh, it's it's just Alex was like and so the Bears team <laughs> and you're just <laughs> you're just like oh how many Dragon Balls do I have? Under his own weight, like hey man I, I gave it my best shot. Oh, yeah. You did have oh, the football. Team okay uh, left <laughs> fuck okay uh, I'm going down. <laughs> and you know what? I I don't mind it. It's like okay so he lost. I just didn't think that there was a good transition between. Godzilla lost that fight, but now he's okay, you know? Because he says round two goes to uh, Kong. I'm like, if you're going to set it up like that, that there are rounds to this sort of thing, then, like, I don't know, he should have, like, a moment of recovery, or maybe he should, like, use his uh, atomic energy blast to revive himself or some other thing. I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses uh, for my boy losing, but, you know. Give me, like, a first take in the Godzilla universe where, like, Max Kellerman is yelling about which monster's winning the fight. Like, I want that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine Skip Bayless's take on this? You know, if King Kong spent as much time practicing as he did get ready to host Jeopardy, maybe he (laughs) would have got his fucking ass kicked. Uh, anyway, this is where Mecha Godzilla comes in, and to which most people, I believe, are calling it the best part of the movie. I mean, and fair, beautiful boy. Yeah, he is uh, quite good. Um, and this is something that I predicted as when I wrote my Kong versus Godzilla review. You're Kong so smart, dude. Skull Island. Look, this is getting tough for me. Kong Skull Island review. I put at the end that, like, yeah, they're going to fight. There will be a nominal winner, but they're basically going to team up. I thought they were going to team up against King Ghidorah, but, dude, I'll take Mecha Godzilla. And if you didn't see this coming, like, rewatch the trailer. It's a little obvious that they were going to do a Mecha Godzilla uh, thing. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love figuring out the twist. Yeah, you guessed the yeah. ending. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping one of you would do that. <laughs> ah, yes, one of us. I was I was going to do it myself, but we were going a little longer. The two where I was going to say, I knew that Godzilla was going to win when I watched the trailer. <laughs> I guessed it. How <laughs> smart is this monster? Do you do you think Yellow Cyclone talks like that kid with the red hair in King of the Hill? I guess the <laughs> ending. <laughs> you mean you mean the one who's uh, you know he did it in one episode or? No. Okay, so... <laughs> Mechagod- Look, this has no bearing on this conversation. It should be cut. But when he's like, well, round two goes to Kong, what does that mean? It's like, what do you fucking think it means, you fucking moron? Wait, <sighs> he asked that? I, so <laughs> I think it no was. I think it was I've gotten in a lot of arguments about really stupid people. About. Yeah. We've had to... I've had to defend this movie more than I thought I would have to. I thought I was going to be the guy going, oh, I was hoping... For I haven't, because every yeah, time I've heard right. somebody call this bad, I just called him a retard and moved on. Probably a good <laughs> idea, because the fight against Mechagodzilla is really good, too. For some somehow, fight. I guess it's the fact that Godzilla was tired. He's getting his ass kicked by Mechagodzilla. I look at that sort of thing, I'm like, oh, no. In a lesser movie, again, in A Mighty Joe Young, which... I haven't even seen since it came out. I don't like, know why I'm stepping all over. I, I don't uh, know why you hate Mighty Joe Young this much. 
but it's really funny. I don't even hate Mighty Joe Young. It's just like, that's what they would do in a Mighty Joe Young sort of movie. They would make this be like the Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk guy would be like, ah, you see how powerful this is, and now I can sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah, and in and this I guess movie, that like guy's been dead. It's like a Jurassic months. World 2 thing, you know? <laughs> the, can you imagine okay. like a, uh, one of those uh, auctions for a Mecha Godzilla? Did we all have the exact same thought about the sick layout and the Ghidorah head of like, what if I had like eight TVs in there and that was just my gaming station? <laughs> that's the, that's the studio. The that's the studio. Welcome to the Kaiju Skull. I was torn between that and like the scene where Millie Bobby Brown and, uh, you know, Godzilla Alex Jones and the fat kid are running around and seeing all of those doors with Kaiju presumably behind them being like, Oh fuck! If this were the Snyder Cut, he'd just fight all twelve of them. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> yeah. I though. I I guess I kind of thought. Remember how earlier we said that uh, Godzilla had killed off all the other kaiju because uh, he's just like that. Uh, we never got those movies. <laughs> uh, they. Well, I kind of thought like, well, the fact that they have like the kaiju embryos that they see, right? And I was like, oh, are they going to do something where like they were killed, but now we're reviving them? And uh, we'll bring them back, but they went rogue or something like that. But again, we haven't even got that movie, so I'm you know I'm not gonna speculate. I just hope I get to see Mothra or something and be like. That'd I'm be still nice. kind of just holding off that like because this was originally a four movie deal. Yeah. I'm assuming it's the thing of like if they re up, we'll, they'll show up. Don't worry. I, about I it. hope so. I hope this made a decent enough amount of money because I thought it was pretty good. Because otherwise, it's like all right, we need these two to be in it. How do we account for the 12 other monsters? Like, I don't know, sideline them for now, and if they re-up for, like, another five-movie deal, then I feel like, boy Rodan I feel can like come this back. is, like, yeah. one of those weird cases where COVID helped us, because, like, this movie is doing really, oh, really yeah. well, but compared to nothing. So Yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, but, Parker, I'm not... I, I, don't know, I don't mean to belabor the point, but this is, for me, the movie that you get people back in theaters for, you know? This is one of those things that reminds you why we have theaters. I mean, it, it's not one of those reminds you of why summer blockbusters exist or reminds you why, you know, great movies exist, but it reminds you of that feeling that being in a theater with a bowl full of popcorn is a seminal American cultural experience. Uh, it's so great to see this sort of thing and watch the two big monsters fight each other. That being said... Wait, I'll be seeing this in a No, no, I know. Worry. I'm not trying to, like, you know, stomp on you with my big bare feet or anything. But uh, when, Godzilla, <laughs> when Godzilla and Kong team up against Mechagodzilla, that fucking owned so hard. That's my film so criticism good. here. so good. <laughs> I love it so much. Using the axe it's and everything. It's It's so good. This is what I'm looking for things here. And, uh... You know, after this, uh, Godzilla looks at Kong and is just like, I'll deal with you, Lida. And it just goes into the water and uh, decides to fuck off for a bit and, you know, kill Steve Irwin. And Kong, what does Kong do? Does he, I guess Kong goes back to his island? I love that we didn't even talk about them shocking Kong back to life using the experimental Oh, right, spaceship. thank you. I forgot. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate that. Because this is actually where Millie Bobby Brown uh, contributes something to the plot. Because Mechagodzilla is kicking Godzilla's ass. So she takes this guy's, I guess, ceremonial whiskey and dumps it on the controls that shorts out one of his tail lasers for like a brief second that allows Godzilla and Kong to gain the upper hand. 
And we do need to talk about Godzilla getting uh, shocked alive. They were just like, yeah, there's no way we'll have enough electricity to do that. He's like, unless we can take out an entire city block of Las Vegas. And they're like, what? Great callback, Again, by the way. In a Great lesser movie, actually, callback. not even a lesser movie in uh, any other movie. This is where Adam Skarsgård sacrifices himself for them. But uh, he just kind of lives and I was like, huh. I was actually really expecting him to die. Then. Oh, it fucking owns, because in all of these other movies, like, there's no continuity of characters, like, at all. Like, I think Millie, Bron- right. Millie Bobby Brown's, like, the only one that's been in multiple movies at this point. They just don't uh, bring Also her dad, around. for some reason. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it comes to the territory. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they just, it's just like, alright, we got these characters, they interacted with Godzilla in this way, and now, like, Brian Cranston guy is gone forever. Like, awesome thank you i don't need to see that character ever again i don't need to see eco-terrorist charles dance ever again like just do self-contained things and let the monster do monster stuff it's perfect yeah well but what if you cut it all out what if it was just two hours of monsters that wouldn't get boring right (laughs) yeah well that's the thing is there's no like break from that sort of thing it's like what do you I I don't mean to compare this to, like, my favorite movie of all time, Mad Max Fury Road, but, like, the brakes in there are just, like, the car stopped for a little bit, right? The brakes in this one, the the ones that everyone seems to think, cutting out the Millie Bobby Brown stuff, is just the monsters stop fighting. So, what, they're far away from each other now? And it's like, that, I don't know, maybe that could work, but I kind of like the science fiction bullshit in this. I like going to Hollow Earth. I liked all that nonsense, because that made me use my imagination. And as far as the Millie Bobby Brown stuff, again, Alex, I think you put it really well. It's just hand-waved away. And you know, the movie basically tells you, you really don't have to care about this. It still takes itself somewhat seriously, because if they were just being like, oh, wow, this this is kind of weird, these two giant monsters fighting each other, it wouldn't have worked. And, Parker, I think you've talked before about if you take yourself a little bit seriously, or at least take the work somewhat seriously, it's a lot more enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I just don't know what people want. Because people say they want, like, oh, no one cares about this. I want just the monsters. It's like, you would get bored so fucking quick. By minute 30, he'd be dying for the movie to end. Yeah, it's like, which... Because it's just, how many ways can you throw a giant thing into a building? Not many. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but, like, I, I guess I genuinely do not understand the type of person who likes this... Who doesn't like this Godzilla movie but prefers the 1970s Godzilla movies. Because that person really? doesn't exist. They're, they, they, they say they like, exist, oh, yeah, but my they're not real. Ones, you know? They're not real. I, they're they say that they like those movies. They I don't think that they actually do, though. full of shit. It was like, but again, a lot of people are just like, they, they don't like uh, Godzilla movies, perhaps. I, uh, it's like, what is your favorite kaiju movies? I always wonder what people are going to say there. Were you going to say the original Godzilla? Because it's really not that good. Uh, are you going to say the original King Kong? Because, as we mentioned, it doesn't hold up quite as well. But uh, if you say this one, I think I'd respect it. I still say that Colossal is easily my favorite. I think Colossal's a lot better than this. But that's the only one that actually meshes it with human trauma well. This one, I will certainly say this, the fights look a lot better in this movie than most other movies that I've seen that do this sort of thing. I cannot wait to just rewatch the Hong Kong scene over and over. So when he shoves that axe down his fucking gullet. Dude. Oh. I'm telling you, on oh, a you big guess. screen, when you see Godzilla's face, 
that's that's gonna be like that one perfect shot. That's the one that I would go for. Also, God's also Kong when he's jumping, he has the axe raised over his hands. Man, I, I do have so. to say though, if like if that's just it for Mecha Godzilla till somebody re 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 reboots this franchise, I'll be pretty bummed. I was really hoping for the post credit scene where somebody fishes the Mecha Godzilla head out of you know Hong Kong Harbor or whatever. Like, give me something to look forward to because right now I don't have it. I get that you don't have the contract, but like. Come on, <laughs> look, man. Gal Gadot. No one's ever really gone. Gal Gadot fishes it out for the Justice League so they can use it against Palestinian children. Oh, sure, God. fine. I'll watch I'm two in. hours of Mechagodzilla's head just blowing a hole in the West Bank. I don't care. Just show me something. <laughs> I, I like the idea of it going. Caw! <laughs> That's more of a thing. I'm already say. getting the Godzilla shakes. Yeah, right. I need more. I need something ironclad. I need a contract signed. I need to. I need something to keep me going. The other thing, Let's go, is guys. That I don't know. Uh, on paper. I don't know if you had this experience, Alex. But when we saw it in theaters, it was so loud, like ear shattering, and in a really good way. I, I was very, very. Happy. I had missed that so much, and then like the lights came up, and I looked around at the theater, and it was like seventy percent, like eight to twelve year old boys, and I was like, oh yeah, this is who this is for, like. Every part of the movie that I disliked immediately washed away at that point. It's like, that's right. This is a movie for children, for literal but actual also, children. And if you think this yeah, movie's for like, you and you're an adult, you're stupid. Like, just stop. Yeah, but like, I'm happy that kids are seeing it. You exactly. Know? Like, I'm not saying that this is like a great movie for kids. It's not, you know, the Iron Giant, something they'll grow up with. But like, this is something you want in your toolbox of stuff that you experienced as a kid. You know, I want this to be part of the cultural zeitgeist again. This is one of the things I got into the Kong Skull Island review. Got, uh, King Kong is an icon, and so is Godzilla. And having two icons go at it, I mean, obviously this ended up better than Batman v Superman. But I, this is what I want. Like, kids ought to know the name Godzilla and King Kong, and they ought to be able to talk about this movie. They probably won't be talking about Billy, but if Billy Bobby Brown gets asses and seats, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. And like I mean I don't I don't really care about superheroes in general, but like it's not mm -hmm. it's not for like it's not out of any animosity towards them, but like hearing the Godzilla theme and hearing the James Bond theme will always put me in a movie seat. And like there's probably like 8 to 10 intellectual properties that have that kind of energy, and if like two of them work for any given person, that's perfect. Like I don't care if they come from a superhero movie or fucking whatever. If it's just like Man, I fucking love these two aesthetics of, like, these two kinds of movies. And, like, anything in that franchise, I will see forever. Like, if that's some Marvel shit for you, that's awesome. For me, it's Godzilla and Bond. Like, if it's something else, please just do that. But I love yeah. the idea of, like, having this energy behind these sort of, like, tentpole-type things. Because I do, uh, like, I agree with you. I think Godzilla and King Kong are on that level. Like, they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Parker, your thoughts? My only thing I didn't like about it is I was really missing the music from King of the Monsters. Yeah. I fucking love that score yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, I, I, I guess I was actually hoping for that Adam Wingard, like, a pseudo-John Carpenter score. We only got, like, ten yeah, seconds I was wishing. If you're gonna give me some Vaporwave synth pop, give me a lot of it. 
Yeah. The score in this left me pretty well, flat. You know, one of the things I, I, I have the pep is I'm also really looking forward to a sequel if we get one. Can you imagine more Kong? Can you imagine him signing more? Like, he's like really adept at signing. He's just having like full on conversations. Look, ending this movie with telling me that King Kong is just hanging out in Hollow Earth is like, okay. I'll be here in three years. No, yeah, he's please. on his island. He's talking to that little girl, and they're friends, and they're real, and they talk to me, and we hang out, and we have tea parties in my clubhouse. I wish he was my friend. I want to make him a doll. <laughs> Just give me more monsters. I I really do think that COVID was the best case scenario, because China's open, and they will see anything with expensive monsters in Yeah, There's a difference between, like, oh, wow, the monkey thing, and being able to just, like, oh, I could just open my HBO app, and it's there already. I could just watch it now. I think that did hugely well for them. They'll never release real numbers because they don't have to. But I'm assuming that really helped them out. Yeah. Got a lot of eyes on this movie that... It just, man, of all the times for all these hot monkey memes... Perfect time. And again, you can't ask for better again, advertising. Parker, I'm going to lean on you. You know a little bit more about Kaiju here. I don't think he qualifies as a Kaiju, but do you think we could see an appearance from Jet Jaguar? You know, he's my friend, he's strong, he's real, he's protector of all the children, and anything is possible. Man, you, you, Chris, Man. you have very much upset our producer with that statement. And that's the tea, sis. Frog went in court and he did ride. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo with a sword and a pistol by his side. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. Kai mo ki mo kai mo ki away down yonder in a holler tree. An owl and a bat and a bumblebee. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. He rode till he came to Miss Mouse's door. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. And there he knelt up on the floor. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. Kai mo ki mo kai mo ki away down yonder in a holler tree. An owl and a bat and a bumblebee. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. He took Miss Mouse up on his knee. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. And he said, Little Mouse, will you marry me? King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. Kai mo ki mo kai mo ki away down yonder in a holler tree. An owl and a bat and a bumblebee. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. Miss Mouse had suitors three or four. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. And there they came right in the door. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. Kai mo ki mo kai mo ki. Away down yonder in a holler tree. An owl and a bat and a bumblebee. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. They grabbed Mr. Frog and began to fight. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. In that holler tree twas a terrible night. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. Kai mo ki mo kai mo ki. Away down yonder in a holler tree. An owl and a bat and a bumblebee. King Kong kitty kitty kai me yo. 
frog hurled the suitors to the floor. King Kong, kitchen, kitchen, cry me yo, with his sword and his pistol he killed all four. King Kong, kitchen, kitchen, cry me yo, cry monkey, 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 away down yonder in a holler tree, an owl and a bat and a bumblebee. King Kong, kitchen, kitchen, cry me yo. They went to the parson the very next day. King Kong, kitty, kitty, cry me yo, and left on their honeymoon right away. King Kong, kitty, kitty, cry me yo, cry mokey, 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 away down yonder in a holler tree, an owl and a bat and a bumblebee. King Kong, kitty, kitty, cry me yo. Now they live far off in a holler tree. King Kong, kitty, kitty, cry me yo, where they now have wealth and children free. King Kong, kitty, kitty, cry me yo, cry mokey, 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 away down yonder in a holler tree, an owl and a bat and a bumblebee. King Kong, kitty, kitty, cry me yo.